Welcome, Jedi. We've been expecting you. You're listening to the Star Wars Exchange Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Ari. Your escape to that galaxy far, far away. Okay, shut that thing off and grab some seats. What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to another week of the Star Wars Exchanges and or After Show. We're here again reviewing episode 11 this week. Um, yeah, wow. Another good episode. Just no surprises here. And or as good as ever. Um, of course, looking forward to reviewing this one. Mike, though, how are you going this week? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I'm just quarantining because I have COVID. So that's been kind of a <laughs> strain to worry about. But you know what? Um, whenever I'm hunkered down, I just watch Star Wars. So I've been uh, doing my Clone Wars chronological marathon because guess what we talked about it at nauseum last week gunji's coming back gunji is coming back to star wars so we talked about it at nauseum during mike's minute last week so um, (laughs) i'm prepping for his return to the fandom uh conversations and just i'm I'm just re-watching the clone wars um chronologically uh in order to then binge bad batch the first season and then you know watch season two as it's coming out so I'm like very, very um, excited for that time period because it'll be like 12, 13 episodes and 13 weeks of Bad Batch. So I'm I'm like looking forward to that. And I mean, it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's one chapter is closing in Star Wars and another one is opening. That's going to be Bad Batch. So I'm prepping myself, even though I have COVID. So I haven't, I haven't been going anywhere, <laughs> uh, which is very depressing. But Clone Wars, seriously, has just helped me get through it. And I'm uh, reaching a, um, <clears throat> I'm reaching the point of where, I'm not that sick where I'm, I just have to quarantine because I'm still contagious. So thankfully, everything's all good. Um, so, yeah. But Ari, uh, you know, I've been quarantining, chilling here in my room. What, what's been going on with you? <laughs> well, first of all, thanks for doing the podcast, even with having COVID. We appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, the course. other thing, Mike, you tried to ratio me this week uh, when on an old podcast post, we said, what are you more excited for, and or Bad Batch? <laughs> And I, I got in the comments, you know, like three, four months ago, whenever this was, and I said Bad Batch season two. And yeah, I understand that that comment may not be aging that well at this point in time. But uh, yeah, anyway, so it's, it's just very rich coming from you saying that you're all excited for Bad Batch after the, after the ratio that you pulled on me no, this week. I wasn't trying to ratio you for your answers because you spelled something like, what word did you spell wrong? That was just funny. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, right. Oh, was that what it was about? Oh, I misunderstood your yeah, whole comment. Yeah, I did. Actually, actually, I did mean Bad Batch, but it's just, I, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm so into Andor, and that's why we're doing the Andor after show. But I'm just saying, I'm. It's okay if I if I like try to ratio you, but I'm also still looking forward to Bad Batch. Like, I didn't say oh, Bad Batch is gonna suck. But yeah, you've yeah. been ratioed. I'm sorry. I said uh, hot to decide, but probably Bad Batch. Heart. It was very H A R T. H. yeah he spelled it like yeah. that um so. <laughs> yeah anyway but no <laughs> i am doing good. I'm, 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 it's been a good mm-hmm. week um it's it's we're going to summer here in australia as i so lovely i have reminded you saying every way single week, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's good though bit of time off work bit of time off uh college and stuff so it's good but uh yeah i'm i'm so excited to talk about this week's and episode it wasn't as crazy and action filled as as last week's but it was uh it's quite a somber episode pretty uh i don't know kind of dour in a good way though i feel like 
it was besides that sort of action sequence with um Luthen towards the end of the episode. By the way, shout out to people who and and I'm being the biggest hypocrite because I do this all the time. Shout out to people that don't dissect every frame of trailers nowadays because I used to do that all the time. But with Andor, I decided I'm going to watch all the trailers once and that's it. I'll be honest, I did watch the first one a few times just because we watched it at Celebration and then I didn't really, like, it's a big experience. I had to watch it again to really dissect it. Not dissect it, but experience it. Anyway, and I've seen a lot of people complaining about how they wish that whole Luthan sequence, what, like, the whole thing wasn't shown on the in the trailer. But I was like, honestly, I had no idea what was going to happen because I don't even remember seeing that in the trailer but and when he did that thing with the lasers going out of the ship right. i like had a moment of like wow when i saw people being like this was cool but we already saw it in the trailer so shout out to people that don't uh go through every frame of the trailers like i used to uh and i probably will do for the mando season right three in the Soka trailer. <laughs> although i yes. haven't done it for mando yet but i think when Ahsoka comes around i'm gonna have to um anyway this is a big ramble mike what did you think of Andor episode 11 Dude, uh, first of all, I agree with what you said because I didn't even know the uh, Rester cruiser scene was even linked with that uh, with his ship. I forgot what do they call yeah. it the um, the Fondor. I didn't even know yeah. it was going to be uh, the same scene. But no, absolutely agree with you. Um, I absolutely enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, I didn't expect it to be as good as you know episode ten or even nine, but mm -hmm. I did expect because this is remember everyone, this is part one of the finale next week is part two this is mm -hmm. part one and it's you it's usually how it goes uh, go back to clone wars or rebels and whenever they have those like like th think of twilight of the apprentice we could yeah, be on a verge of a twilight the apprentice yeah. uh type episode where it's like the first one it's like okay all this running around cool it's the setup it's a very good episode but it's like it's all this setup but then the second okay. parts where crap hits the fan and i think this is absolutely going to happen here i think this is the case because i mean there's so much things to be tied up and and, yeah. and 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 you know you know i was actually thinking of um I, I forgot the name of the episode but the episode before twilight of the apprentice part one i was thinking more of it in that sense because the twilight of the apprentice episodes i sort of see that as one episode but right i see what you're saying anyway because I, in that yeah. episode previous it's like all they're doing is like hunting down the spiders on adelon or whatever it is but then there is that real the last scene in that episode and the last scene in this episode, I think parallel actually quite a lot. I haven't even thought about this until now, but like mm. that somber feeling of like the quiet moment before the storm, it feels like you remember, uh, I think it's yeah. like Ezra is like lying on the ground and he sees like the Morai bird, like, Oh yeah. Uh, Eerie. Flying Eerie around. Yeah. And, and it was the same in, in this. It was like, let's go our separate rays. And then he's just looking out at the ocean. So anyway, just a thought, but yeah, that I, that's a really good thought. And I mean, I, I, Totally, to totally agree with that too. Um, but yeah, you could view it in that point or view it as part because yeah, I'm with you. I don't even view Spark Rebellion as part one, part two. It's like one thing yeah, for me. It's one thing. But uh, that's just how the conversations have gone. But anyways, sure. I thought this was a really good episode. I mean, I, it was it was tense when it needed to be, and I, we actually got some funny moments in it. And it's people have been crying all season long. This doesn't feel like Star Wars. And where are the aliens? And then you got this like really funky yeah. <laughs> alien scene in front of you that felt so star wars so and george lucas like so i'm like yeah. okay this is that great. was the it's most camp the people. show had been yet yeah you know like the yeah. most pulpy it had ever gone when he was like me see me let's go to the shippy ship or whatever he was saying i was yeah. like what 
the F is happening right now. It felt like we were reading uh, one of the High Republic novels by Daniel Jose Older, like that type of campy, <laughs> almost. You know how it's those yeah. moments? But Real, I mean, yeah. yeah, like it just felt very Star Wars. And I'm like, okay, it's going to please some people here. But yeah, overall, I was like in it. And um, unfortunately, you know, we lost Marva this episode and it got sad. And as Arya said, somber. And yeah, it was somber towards the end. And I just felt like um, like the feeling that I got, and this is I've also because I've been in quarantine, I've been playing uh, my VR thing and I played Fall, uh, not Fall, Order, Vader Immortal. And there's this moment that happens that you have to like put your hand on a lever and, you know, uh, jettison the ship into hyperspace, launch the ship into hyperspace. And it's just this thrilling feeling that you get. And that's exactly the thrilling feeling that I got at the end with uh, Melshi and Cassian, like this bro hug and then going the separate ways. I was like, all right, let's go. Even though it's a very <laughs> sad moment, I was like, let's go. I was just like, I just felt so amped up. And yeah. it was like a very similar feeling of me <laughs> launching myself into hyperspace. Um, but yeah. And and then the Saul scene with Luthen, which we'll talk about in a bit. Oh my God. I, I did, I'm so mad that I didn't update this graphic. I'm telling you, I've been very <laughs> out of it. I didn't update this graphic, oh, yeah. but so no, we're gonna, we're gonna keep here. Andy Circus around for just all our sh- uh, all our it's, podcasts in the future. He's just permanently until we find him. Yeah, until we find where Kino is and if he's alive. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I enjoyed this episode. Oh man, just everything. Lots of things to get into. So yeah, any any final thoughts uh, or any thoughts on the episode? Uh, yeah. I I mean, I agree with you. Like with you know the aliens, I absolutely loved that. And I I, I was thinking, oh, okay, can can we finally stop the conversations that oh, Anna doesn't have a lot of aliens? Because I mean, just to ramble about it for uh, thirty seconds here. If you look at the original trilogy, the aliens are treated pretty much the same as they are in this show. They're really background characters outside of maybe Chewie. It's like there's not a lot going on. Like at, at least in a New Hope, because you're on the Death Star. How many aliens do we see on the Death Star? Pretty sure it's zero, right? It's like even on uh, it, when they do the trench run, how many aliens are uh, you know fighting in uh, Rogue Squadron or soon to be Rogue Squadron zero? Exactly. So it's like I don't know. I always thought it was kind of a silly complaint because I'm like, well, if you break it down, it's like, yeah, obviously there's not going to be any aliens in the prison. I I remember thinking in in the three-episode premiere, I was like, damn, like there's some really cool aliens in the background here. I don't know. I always thought, I understood the complaint, but I was like, yeah. So when this happened, I was like, thank God, let's put that conversation to rest because it's getting a little bit tiresome. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, man, so much to like in this episode. I'm just like skimming through it being like, yeah, the Mon Mothma scenes were fantastic. As you said, Saw Guerrero was so good. We'll get into that. Absolutely loved the Mr. Beast challenge at the start with um, Cassian oh. and, and Melshi holding on for dear life. Um, that was that was good fun. Um, and then, yeah, that was the best end to any episode, I think. Even better yeah. than... Yeah, it was better than last week's. That was the best end to any episode of, of the series, I would say. Just, like, the feelings it evoked. I, I, like, went back and rewatched it a few times. I was like, wow, this is so powerful. I just... I love this. Thrill. I even went back... And was uh, going on YouTube looking up like old Melshi scenes in Rogue One and stuff because I was like, I want to see more of this. And man, I, I found out how he dies in Rogue One, and it's kind of sad. It's like he's he's trying to save someone on the ground, and then he gets shot like on his shoulder, and then he gets shot in his leg, and then he runs and takes cover. But then he keeps fighting. But then in the next time we see him, he's just passed out on the floor and presumed to dead. Right? It's just like oh yeah. man, like anyway. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Too soon. Yeah um that, that was extremely distasteful mike um, <laughs> so sorry 
You know, I don't have also, any taste right now, so. <laughs> also, shout out to B2 just for being awesome. I just, I love that droid so much. Me too, emo. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's break it all down. So obviously, yeah, we do start off with Melshi and Andor doing that, holding onto the cliff, Mr. Beast challenge. But um, uh, in, in all seriousness, it was cool to see that, yeah, like they got through that first part, but there's still so much more to, to go. You know, they're, they're really not even close yet, it feels like. But, you know, toward the end of the episode, that moment where um, Melshi says, how many got out? And Cassian's like, not enough. That moment wouldn't have hit the same if we didn't get this scene at the start. So, yeah, I love that. And I love seeing them, um, uh, you know, the aliens, all that. Uh, yeah, let, let's talk Let's talk about this opening sequence with them and them getting away in the old quad jumper. Um, what do you think yeah. of it? Okay, so a couple things. I thought Cassian saying quad jumper was the most, unreal thing for me because the uh, the person that we've heard say it before is ray and it's like that quad jumper and then hearing cassian say it was so funny i was like wow i, I mean we had seen the ship before i think uh earlier in the series but i just never thought anyone would say it again just because it was that um obscure it felt like yeah um and like that opening sequence like we see a tie reaper um and that's like the transport ship for death troopers and i thought that was very interesting so um, I, I, I've been waiting for my Death Trooper fix here because they were all over in the trailers and we haven't seen them. So like I said, they're going to... Next episode. Yeah. Everything's going to hit the fan and they're going to be part of that mess. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll see them. But it was cool to see that, like, again, I... And I'm sure many people did, but I equated the prison to Alcatraz and it's like, you know, those infamous prisoners that escaped, they were never found. So I'm like, oh man, this is pretty cool that, like, you know it's like i don't know it's like almost like they were touching in them be like look at how these prisoners that escaped this island prison and that you know they like actually made it to the shore and i love that they kept it ominous where we don't know about the other prisoners if they ever even made it to shore so i'm like dang there was a lot of them and if it's only those two that's eerie all those people just escaped to drown like how many of them would have rather just lived out their days, you know, doing all that work in that station, you know, rather than just yeah. drowning in the ocean. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but it was it was kind of funny to me uh, seeing Cassian and Melshi run around in those white jumpsuits because I got this like eerie flashback to Boba Fett in his white jumpsuit in the sands oh of Tatooine <laughs> in the beginning. Boba Fett. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah i got i got a, i could just yeah, hear actually, it in my head i was just oh man oh yeah ari actually update for anybody that's listened to at the beginning of season two or first episode back um ari uh, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. update <laughs> ari, why don't you tell him real quick yeah well after um three months of contemplation and um you know a lot of motivation from mike i have finally watched the lego summer vacation <laughs> um and it was fun it was, i'll give you a 10 second review it was all right it was pretty funny i loved the moment where boba came in on the slave one and the music was like boba fett because honestly it it threw me back to the boba fett era in, in a good way obviously that era yeah. was interesting but it made me nostalgic in a fun way but yeah oh, lego yeah, summer vacation good. was good obi-wan was very funny <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that reminded me of, of Book of Boba Fett for some reason. And uh, I, I I thought this was, uh, um, I think, a good way to start up the episode. Like you said, it like connected. It made, it made like that ending scene uh, for me all the more impactful. Just seeing that they were on this like 
treacherous uh, escape together. And then, like I said, I thought the whole uh, scene with the aliens was funny just because I think, uh, you know, and not that this show needed it, um, but it was just like it reminded us of what universe we're in. So it was funny to <laughs> get that like kind of yeah. jarring moment with the aliens. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a Star Wars show. It's not an HBO it did series. Feel very Star Wars. It reminds me of um that guy who in Phantom Menace. The, just oh. these alien species who Jar Jar goes yep. and eats the thing, and then the guy's like, oh, 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 oh. yeah, and with then the, with the <laughs> yeah. yeah knife or whatever, yeah, yeah, remind me of that guy. Anyway, that's that's my random reference for the week. Okay, um, but uh, let's let's talk about what's happening on Ferex, which we finally remembered the name of that planet because it's in the episode title, Daughter of Ferex. Um, so yeah, Marva has passed away off screen, which is. Very interesting choice. I, I kind of like it though. Like, when have we ever seen a Star Wars character die of like old age outside of like Yoda? Obviously, like I can't think of any. So I just thought, okay, kind of interesting that they did that in, in a good way. Um, and then yeah, seeing B two old, he's just he he's real down bad about it, which is is not fun to watch. Um, but it was so so cute that scene with um, Cassian's friend when they he agreed to like stay the night with him. I loved that. Um. And yeah, it looks like, so yeah, pretty much to sum it all up, they're going to hold a funeral for Marva, but that's going to be the trap for Cassian. And so it looks like it's all going to go down on Ferex in episode 12 of the finale. What do you think of the whole Marva situation and what's happening on Ferex? Um, I thought that it was chilling with Dedra green lighting the funeral because we all expected yeah. like, no, shut this funeral down. We don't want people yeah. blockading the streets. We don't want... Um, noise we don't want you know we just don't want people gathering together and it reminded me a lot of um lost stars of their burial rituals when the the empire <laughs> was beginning to talk about it it reminded me of lost stars where uh the lead character one of the lead characters her name sienna re she has to go back and mourn someone in her family and there's all this ritual stuff that goes into it and like you know the empire is involved in watching i feel I, I, if i remember correctly so it just reminded me of, of that i was like oh like that's a little like now they're getting into like um into like you know someone's mourning the loss of someone you know communities mourning the loss of of marvel and the empire is like snooping their noses and so i thought it was very eerie and yeah they just like green light green lit the funeral at least dedro did and she's like no we gotta watch them we let's let's put them on the stage and watch them you know from from afar yeah so yeah, that was very eerie. I thought the whole um, brick thing was very interesting. Uh, people have have said I, I've seen on like uh, on social media commentary being like, "Damn, that's very sad that Cassian is not going to get that. He was turned into dust, but never into mortar. So that was uh, in, you know in, mm -hmm. into brick, like how they were saying their burial uh, rituals. I'm like, damn, yeah, he, yeah, he did turn, yeah, he did turn to dust, and they didn't turn him into a brick. Very sad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought this all was great. It was. Oh, sorry, that did that come off distasteful? I'm just, I'm just <laughs> a little bit. Sorry, Cassian. No, it was funny. I was kind of just like, oh, it kind of made me a bit sad to be honest. Oh, okay, all right. A little sad with a little humor. I get it. Um, sad moment on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Let's just not yes. talk about the bricks of Ferex anymore. <laughs> getting me a bit Let's talk about the daughters of Ferex because I thought, um, you know, we get into Marva's house and uh, getting, look, I am, maybe, maybe I'm just, I feel like 
this show, we should have spent a little more time with uh, B2. Just because it's yeah, like, I, I really liked him in the like the first episodes with him and Cassie. And like, I absolutely love that. So I feel like we should have seen a bit more of him. Or like, even though I thought last week's scenes um, took away a bit from what was going on at the prison when they were like just going on Ferrix to update us on some things. And they were alluding to Marva's death. So I wasn't all, all that surprised this week when she died. I was like, oh, they did it. Um, but I, I just feel like we should have spent more time with B2 somewhere in between because I just like, I felt very sad for him, but everyone was acting like it was the saddest thing ever. Uh, maybe it's just because it's, um, I forgot what the term is, but just because you just watched it, you're like, oh, B2 feels so sorry. Because I do feel sorry for yeah. him, but it's just like, yeah. I felt like if I had a stronger connection with him, I would have been crying on the floor with him, you know? Uh, but yeah. yeah, and and Marva's death, yeah, she very interesting because I remember um, one of the last conversations she had with someone was about like not leaving and staying put and like sticking it up to the to those like Imperial forces type deal. And I was like, yeah, you go, Marva. And now she's, yeah. you know, she's going to be a true rebel. She's a true brick. That's what she is. But yeah, she's a true rebel <laughs> at heart. Sorry, <laughs> no more brick jokes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought that um, was all um, really good. And uh, oh, yeah, that's. That's um what was the other point? Um oh yeah, by the way, I have to update y'all. So sorry. Um oh, I will get into this in a second, but what oh, I there's too many characters here. What's her name? Uh not oh Bix. Last Bix, week yeah, I said I was that Bix say. was out of prison or was out of captivity and that she was walking around. Yeah. But I got my man, I got hold on. That, wait, I was like, wait, did wait, I hear that wait, from not, Mike or not, someone else? Yell. But when I, I, so bad, I was like, hold on, I definitely heard someone yell. tell me. She was out of prison, but don't go. Here she isn't. Look, I got my pe- as a person of color, <laughs> I do this sometimes. Oh. I get my people of color confused, and I thought for some reason my my went out my head went off that it was like, oh, it's Bix, and it wasn't Bix. It was um, wh- what's Vel's girl? Vel's the the one oh, that Sinta. stood back on a dung. Yeah, Cynthia. Yeah. Yes, let me write that down. Cynthia. Oh. It was Cynthia that was on Ferrix. So instead yeah. of Bix, it was it was just a cutaway moment that I was like, oh, Bix is out of prison. No, she's not. <laughs> yeah, she so, is not. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I apologize. Speaking of Bix, she does she does get a scene. And man, it's just I don't know who's playing this character, but what what a beautiful acting performance that is from her in, in the saddest way. But um yeah, she is when um the guy, the Imperial was like, Oh, or else uh and if I feel like you're not telling me the truth. We're gonna bring back Doctor So and So, and I was like, please no, please no. Like that's how good the performance was. That I was like, don't put this girl through anything more. Like she, I don't think she could take it. Like it's just, yeah, it's horrible. But uh, hopefully, I want to see Bix have like a. Oh, actually, you know would be great. I don't know if they want to kill Dedra off, but I would love to see Bix kill Dedra in the next episode. Honestly, like how how powerful would that moment be? Um. Anyway, I can see Bix doing some messed up shit to Dedra. Oh, for God's sakes. Anyway. Oh, actually, they say they say that word in this show. They say that word in this show once. So we're allowed to say it once on the podcast in our in our run. But I, I don't know if you it. dropped that word there. You covered it very well, but there we go. Yeah, I covered it. Anyway, okay. I, we like to keep... For those wondering, we just like to keep it G-rated. Styles is for kids, yeah. so so should our podcast, just for those yeah. wondering. Um. Anyway, let's talk about Vel because Vel and Mon Mothma have a very interesting sort of arc, I guess, this episode. Vel is sort of just like done with with Luthen's crap. She's sort of just like, I, I I need to talk to him. 
so and so and uh the i don't know what the name of the character is but the one running the shop is just like you'll speak to him when you'll speak to him and and that's not now sort of and it's yeah it's i i was so i was kind of feeling vel's energy of like just no like i i i don't have time for this like this this game that they play where it's like oh would you like to buy this or like you know whatever it is right i mean to be fair i, I loved in the scene later with luth and this is jumping ahead but the, the way the girl from the shop and Luthen were talking when he was over the planet and he's like oh like is it is it too late to purchase that item and oh no another bidders are like just the mixed messaging there. it's kind of hard to keep up with but it, it's it's a bit of fun I, I will admit um oh yeah you were confused too at that point oh not confused I was more just like struggling to keep up with the hidden well, reading between the lines right of what they were right saying. same so and then yeah. it ended up just being an actual conversation about about I don't think like, it was whatever. I think I in my interpretation of it was that they were Luthen was having second thoughts about leaving um oh what's the name of the rebel that they're gonna let die uh Krieger yeah Luthen was having second thoughts about um potentially saving Krieger and that's why he I can't remember exactly how they were phrasing what they were saying but that's what I thought they were saying and he was like is it too late and she's sort of like don't bother bidding on it or something like that I'm probably getting that Mm, wrong but mm -hmm. Yeah, it was sort of like she was saying no don't and he was like but should we because i think after talking to saw and after saw being like we'll we'll get to that scene later saw maybe giving luthan a moment of realization of like oh actually maybe (laughs) i should not be like this because it's kind of horrible um anyway let's stay on vel and mon mothma for a second because mon mothma is just broken to pieces (laughs) it it seems like and it, it is seriously heartbreaking she um her daughter is like wanting to it, it's it's sort of rebelling against Momothma in the sense of she is um learning all about the traditions of um Chandrilla and even though Mon, th- those traditions have uh maybe not ruined but really affected Momothma's life negatively in the sense that you know she's involved in an arranged marriage with a man that I don't think she cares for um and then that's tearing her apart but then she's also very conflicted on what to do with this whole money situation. And we talked about this yesterday um, when we were watching, but I I feel like Mon is very ready to give the money up to in uh, to, to get the money in order and, and give the daughter away in a sense, even though it's just a meeting, I, we all know how that's going to end. But I think what's going to happen is, you know, Luthan has 80 million credits. I'm sure he can spare 400,000 or whatever for you know mon mothma because if he knew mon mothma is like one of the most important pieces to the puzzle of the rebellion i'm sure he would spare those credits and i think vel is going to get it organized but i think the barrier we're going to have to overcome is vel telling mon mothma that she was involved with aldani which might fracture that relationship so yeah that's sort of my thoughts on that what do you think uh yeah i that that's uh pretty much all the thoughts that i had on that I mean, uh, going back to the shop scene, I thought that was great because yeah. it just felt like, <laughs> like I forget that Belle is was first involved when we meet her. She's first involved with um, Luthen, and then she becomes. It turns out she's related to Mon Mothma, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, she's going. She's like, um, I don't know what the analogy would be, but she's just like, you know flip-flopping here and there so it's like yeah um you know and, and not to say that luthan and mon mothma are, are political rivals or anything uh or yeah. or enemies but it's just like they both have different ideologies and approaches yeah, yeah. to 
to uh, combating the, the Empire and, and Mon Mothma's trying to do everything she can on the Senate floor. Conflicting but also... morals, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I thought that see, seeing Vel actually like, you know, playing the part of Vel Downey and, and, and like keeping it low, sneaking Cassian into the group, following his orders, you know, doing everything to the T um, was great. And then she's coming here and he's like, oh, he, oh, you're so lucky he's not here because... You wouldn't know what he'd do to you right now. Look, coming to to his basically to his house, to his you know, to his front, um, because you're you're not you know, code is don't come unless you're called. Um, so I thought that scene was was pretty tense, um, and I was just curious where it was gonna go. But we got some cool Easter eggs that uh, that Ari and I were pointing out uh, yesterday. There was uh, the Jedi Temple guard mask now. Oh uh, yeah, in the collection. I, I was actually doing some research. I think it might have been in a previous episode. I need to I need to get a more concrete answer. But I think anyway, we were we were looking at that, and I was like to Mike, "Have we seen that Jedi Temple mask before?" And he was like, "No," and I didn't think it was, but I think it might have been. I don't know. That shop is yeah, just we... full of everything, and I know we've already seen them, but those like concrete slab things with the mortised hand symbols from Rebels, right. love those so much because I feel like we got a closer look at them in this episode, and I was like, "That's epic." <laughs> That's sick, and. I was going crazy because I thought I saw Mayan calendar in there and, oh, and yeah. that belonged yeah. to the Austin or belonged to, I guess, my ancestors of the Aztecs of Mexico before we were conquered by Spain. Uh, but they had like they had like the calendar there, but I guess in like Star Wars style and we were like analyzing it and um, it looked like the people from Zepho, the Zepho people. I don't know. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, that looks so cool. And it's cool that it's in there. Um, and then Ari was like, oh, what if they did it in honor of like, uh, you know, the uh, the main the main actor of the show uh diego luna and i was like yeah you're right i didn't even think about that so yeah. cool shot out there but um that mon mothma scene was very eerie because it's like it like she doesn't even have to i guess it was it was just like like now she doesn't even have to like put up like the front or like kind of coax her daughter into the idea she could easily just take the money and her daughter's following already following all these traditions and stuff that she could just easily be like oh yeah there you go this is part of the tradition you know and before we thought it might yeah. be like a challenge where she would have to like manipulate her mind or whatever which is already why you and i were like no that's not gonna happen but now her daughter's yeah. into that like like cultist stuff almost yeah. that now, she could just easily it's pretty much like, like yeah yeah the choice now is like do i just let her continue on the path she's following or do i pull her out of it and i think right. the reason it's so challenging is because you know, the Mon Mothma is fighting for the future with, with her rebellion, right? And I'm like, well, what good is that future if in order to fight for it, you sort of discard it in the sense because, you know, her daughter is the future, right? And it's like, well, if she if you allow this to happen, you're allowing that future to sort of follow this follow the ways of the past that you didn't agree with, which is not exactly what you're fighting for, but it's certainly an aspect. So I think that's why it's such like a like a conflict uh within herself sort of thinking like do, yeah it's almost like do i step in and just stop i, I think it's going to get to the point where she's going to be about to let it happen and then vel's going to come in and be like you know what just take this money please right and, and then and, she'll be like how'd you get this and it'll be like uh don't worry about it <laughs> and i feel like she will get in real big trouble with luthan or you know but i think I did, this is just I, I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks, but I just love how this series has totally humanized Mon Mothma, right? Oh, yeah. And we were we were talking about uh, before um, that, like you know, they 
they kind of took like the Luke Skywalker approach. That was your analogy. Um, they yeah. kind of like took that Luke Skywalker approach where we're, we're starting to see all the flaws and you're like, I didn't want to see that. But now that I see it, it's like, oh, wow. It's, you know. Um, yeah. So I actually really like that this week is further that. And they went into like, yeah, we've been hearing about she like taking funds out and, you know, mm-hmm. switching bank accounts and all this stuff. But now we're actually seeing how much it's affected her and, and she's like, now they're watching and you just see her crying. Yeah. And I saw it's someone on Twitter being like, family as well. Like, right. Yeah. And I saw someone on Twitter being like, what if while Andor is supposed to finish, you know, with the second season, what if they did a Mon Mothma spinoff series just wow. taking place during the events of the original trilogy? And I was like, I would be so down doing would, one season I'd, I'd with that. that. Yeah. I'd, I'd so watch that each arc you know arc in a new hope and arc in empire and arc in return so down for that yeah. um, i think i think that's saying a lot as well because people these days are throwing out the most ridiculous star wars series ideas not maybe <laughs> talking about anyone in particular but, but um yeah i, I, don't know, I would be incredibly down for a mon mothma series i don't know Ari. i really want to see a general grievous series but i digress <laughs> i'm good <laughs> no, i'm good i'm good <laughs> I like to see a Kid Fisto series. I, I like to see that someday. Uh, <laughs> give him a Taz of the Jedi episode, but <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, for, um, the, I, I think that uh, the series is, is doing a great job with uh, Gen- Genevieve O'Reilly. And I think I'm oh, so grateful that George yeah. Lucas like got her in, 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 in Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith. And even though that scene's been deleted, it's just been canonized, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And, and I love that the people in Rogue One were like, nah, like, oh, you know, like, let's ignore the prequels and do something else. Like, they had their actress there. And I just love, I just love the journey that we've been mm-hmm. on with this actress of Genevieve O'Reilly, where Rebels was premiering and, 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 and she was still there. She was down to do the voice and stuff. So it just makes every, I just, I have so much love for this actress and for the character that I'm like, yeah. I want more Mon Mothma. So, um, yeah, all these scenes were great. And I just can't wait to see what, how it all ties up next week because what are we thinking now do you think mon what's the path here so you think you think Val is going to give the funds to mon Mothma? yeah i think yeah she'll she'll be so close to going through with the, introducing her to the thug's uh, son and then Val's going to come in and save the day the thug's i son. think we'll see <laughs> yeah. I, I, I forgot his name but uh, something we've got to talk about when oh actually we haven't even got there with Cassian yet, so it's all good. Um let's let's move on to Cyril Khan though. He has a brief scene where pretty much all all we need to know is that he is gonna go to Ferrex because his old mate from the security team has has let him know uh that Cassian's mom has died and there's gonna be a funeral. So Cyril Khan will definitely be showing up. He'll be there, Dedra will be there, Bix, Cassian, like the a large portion of the cast is gonna be on Ferrex for the finale, which is gonna be very interesting to see but Cyril Khan I said this a few weeks ago I'm kind of just so eh, with that character I, maybe it's going to turn around in the finale but I'm sort of like I wouldn't mind seeing like if they like really just discarded him in a hilarious way like, sort of similar to Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi <laughs> like if uh he was like about to make his move on Cassian and Cassian sort of just like turns around and just like shoots him and he's like oh whatever and like that's just the end of Cyril Khan because god that character is holding the show back at times but anyway um do you have any thoughts on that or can we move i don't on? know I, I i was really hoping for another serial scene this week but you know we missed <laughs> out but um i thought i think that uh i, I actually kind of like the scene where 
he was where his mom just i laugh because that's just the, the character that karn is it's like boo you suck let's just laugh at you and as you said maybe a throwaway death like that when his mom told yeah. him this i'm great you found out the you got some you know you found out the that your glory days are over or something and le- she like laughed at him and like walked away and i was like yeah laugh at him you know i don't know like yeah. there there's a moment that his mom a line that his mom said that totally dissed him um and his whole career so yeah. i started he's laughing on, yeah so he's yeah, honestly kind of like the grand inquisitor in the obi-wan series he's just a bit of a clown oh my um, god <laughs> you guys should have heard the conversations before we we hit record <laughs> anyway um but yeah i don't really care yeah. for for um cyro car and i think that um I think that his most the most interesting part of his story was at the beginning. And if he died, I mean, I don't know how it's going to wrap up here, but I'm just not interested. He's like the element of the series where I'm like, great. Yeah. Here's another scene with yeah, him. Like, yeah. it's, it just feels like we kill time when we're killing yeah. all that time when he was at the at the workplace. I'm like, let's get back to the others. You know, I will say, speaking of deaths, um, I do think we'll kind of touch on this more later. I, I hope he's uh Dedra and maybe not so much Dedra, but I would like to see Big Skin kill her to be honest. Um, and Dedra and Cyril, I think it would be good if both of them can die. I really hope Luthen stays on for season two. I, I understand oh, yeah. that he should die at some point in this series, but he's such a good character, it would be such a shame to throw him away now. I yes. think you got to give him at least and like half another half of a season, like you can kill him halfway through the next season or something like that. Um, but let's talk about Cassian for a second because he goes into his old apartment on um, Space Florida, as people are calling it. And um, I'm confused Space about Miami. the living. Yeah, I'm I'm confused about the living situation. Like he's going in, all his stuff is still there, but then some couple are sleeping on the bed. It's very confusing. But he's still got all his credits, his blaster, and of course Nemec's manifesto in a little safe on the top of one of the shelves. So hopefully uh, we hear some more of Nemec's manifesto, or even just to know that he's um oh yeah he's still like listening and reading and engaging with that uh, it's just cool to know but yeah and like yeah, they, they made about... a pretty clear point to show that it's still there he's still got it like yeah that's right i forgot that he has yeah. namek's manifesto i really got rewatch the series before um yeah. the finale for yeah. real yeah because, that's what i'm doing this week uh, that's my little there's, project there's just so many details in this series that's just like uh it's just it's um undeniably good and one of those details is in space miami i i think this just this is so funny this is a little moment that i just had a ramble about but uh this goes back to the aliens things feeling about star wars and i'm just throwing this in here but when we when we have these like earth-like birds doing like stuff that george lucas would do with creatures in return in the original trilogy i mean or even the prequels where you get like a fixated shot of just animals playing around for a few seconds the one that always comes to my mind is return of the jedi like you get this um very long shot of jabba's palace and then in then in the in right in the foreground you have mm. yeah like these creatures playing around or like the that damn sand lizard that just sticks its tongue out and does something yeah. goofy and that's something that we got here where like there's these earth-like birds playing around and i'm like the attention to detail in this show and this goes to say is but you know the nemec nemex manifest and everything the the detail in the show is just everything either it's like a stupid star wars not like that or something is more um tangible and, and more important like the manifest so i'm just like man i yeah. just i got i just love analyzing this series but yeah shout out space my Mi- space miami love that place 
All right, we've got three more scenes to sort of talk about here. Um, so let, let's talk about Saul Guerrero because last time he was in this show, I was praising that uh, scene endlessly because it was fantastic. And once again, mm-hmm. it delivered on an even higher level, I thought. Um, I, I was talking to Mike yesterday. I, I really didn't like Forrest Whitaker's portrayal of Saw in Rogue One. I thought it was extremely uh, intense and a bit camp, but also not. It was just, I obviously Star Wars is camp, but I thought in that moment it was kind of strange. Anyway. Point is, I'm absolutely loving him in this series. Pretty much everything Saw Guerrero is in besides Rogue One, I really love him in. Like even in Rebels, I thought he was great. Um, mm-hmm. But it is making it's starting to. I'm excited to rewatch Rogue One after this series because I think I'll see that performance differently and it'll make more sense in my head. But um, anyways, uh, this was a fantastic scene. Luthen is sort of um, he's struggling to show trust in anyone we already sort of know that about him though and he's sort of showing that saw that yeah like i've got people everywhere and he has to i mean he does have to trust saw here because he tells him well i've got someone in the isb he's told me that uh if like this operation is not going to work i've got the name again but um if you join them you're just going to die as well so don't join them and he's like how do you know i won't tell him and he's like i don't and then that scene where he's like um uh saw goes for the greater good and or something like that and luthan's like yeah, yeah you can call, call whatever you want and so i was like let's call it war yeah right <laughs> i was like wow i just got chills thinking about that but yeah and, and and that echoes his scene in in rebels where he's like we're fighting a war that the rebellion doesn't even oh no ezra says that where he's like we're fight we're fighting a war that the rebellion doesn't even know that or say that exists yet in his conversations with Saul, if I remember correctly. And it's just like, yeah. Saul, I think Saul is always ahead of the game where even where we meet him in Clone Wars, he's like, just like, he's just, he's just always ahead of his enemy and stuff. And I mean, you know, he was ahead of the Separatists then, and then he becomes ahead of the Empire now. And um, so it's just like, I think that this whole sequence was very, uh, first of all, very tense. And I think that, you were saying about Saul's um, or the, you know, the Forrest's uh, performance in Rogue One. I think that we got a fracture of this, a fracture of that in yeah. here um, yeah, or a I fraction agree. of it where I think we saw a glimmer into Saul's craziness because it's like Luthien was like, you see how you are now? That's how the ISB would be if, if they find yeah. if they found out. And it's like, oh, my God, that is crazy. So I ac- absolutely also love like this is just a retrospective thing, but I love that each time we meet Saul, we kind of meet a different Saul. Like there's one that's yeah. in the thick of battle getting Wookiees. Yeah. Then it's just always a different mindset, but on, on like a yeah. similar, like I'm just on, he knows they're all in going, very different time periods as well. Like bad batch is right different. after the clone wars. Clone wars is oh, yeah, and bad batch as well. Fallen order is five years into the empire. This is 15 years into the empire. Rebels is like a right. year or two before rogue one. And then rogue one, obviously it's like, it's really he's really spread himself out he really has and he's fighting yeah. for the cause and i'm very curious as to in rebels time like i wonder i even i think he'll pop up in season two don't you think Saul? yeah i'm sure yeah will. so I, I i can't wait to see how different he looks and acts then but yeah, yeah. i thought and that whole scene oh my god but <laughs> when he th- when luthan he's like he's like, oh i bet you Saul's like i bet you have people here huh He's like, yeah, I do. It's two tubes. He just throws two yeah. tubes, his best buddy under the, yeah, under the freaking 
oh, loved that, that so much because so we know that those two are like close or or something like that. At least we see it in Rebels and a bit in Rogue right. One. Um, I just loved how two tubes kind of like defended himself he's like no like he's lying like i'm yeah. your brother kind of like he didn't say that yeah. but that was kind of the energy i was feeling i was like yeah. i love the brotherly uh bonds in this episode from both melshi and cassian and two tubes and saw which is something so, i didn't yeah. know i needed i didn't i didn't see it coming but i absolutely loved the moment that it happened it was hilarious yeah no for sure um also i loved when they were approaching uh or luthan was approaching the camp and He's like getting inspected. And he's like, "What's all this about?" And two tubes, just like he's in a mood or like something like. That. Oh yeah, right. And I was like, "Yeah, right." That feels very classic sort to me. Um, but but yeah, that was a fantastic like... scene. And then we kind of touched on it. Okay. Did Did it feel like to you though that did you for a second believe it was two tubes? Um, you've cut out a bit, but I know yes. what you were going to say. Um, it does. <laughs> Uh, for a second there, I did think it was going to be that. Sorry, you, you cut out, but I knew what you were asking. Um, for mm-hmm. a second there, I did think it, but then like as soon as like two tubes reacted the way it did, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way." Okay. Um, okay. But they got me like. I went back to that scene. Right. I went back to that intro scene with them where he was like, "Oh, Saul's in a mood today." So I was like, "Oh, oh, is he really his informant here?" So I don't know. That oh, kind of like threw me off for thought. a second, but then. But then I laughed about it. I was like, oh, no, it's just Luther being an idiot right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then, yeah, we already touched on it earlier, but uh, the scene with Luther almost getting drawn into the tractor beam. He's talking to his, um, I don't know what the relationship is, but the worker on in his shop at Coruscant, they're sort of having a dialogue. I interpreted uh, it as them talking about potentially going and helping the rebel that's about to get him and his 30 men killed. Um, also, just a random thought on this. I, I thought this whole sequence was was awesome, except something I found a little goofy. It felt very Star Wars, to be fair. But um, the way they were like, um, oh, he's getting away. All right, turn the tractor beam up to level three. Oh, he's still getting away. All right, level four. It's like, guys, just max out the tractor beam. All right, like seriously, just pull him in. I don't know, but um, it, felt, it felt a little goofy, but I liked it. And also when those um, two TIE we... fighters came flying in, I, it kind of similar to during the Aldani arc. I was like, no, like TIE fighters, no way. Like they're mm-hmm. going to come and get him. Like, I seriously felt like <laughs> the presence of the TIE fighters is like a threat, which was cool. And then seeing Luthan take them out was so satisfying. Yeah, no, I agree. This, this arrestor cruiser um, scene was great because I feel like I've been, um, what's an appropriate term? I just been, underwhelmed with its usage because i still i oh i should have brought it out oh that would have been great i have the little hot wheels starship of it and it's um <laughs> it was supposed to come on solo and i bought it part of that line and it did it does come out in solo but not in the way that it was supposed to be um and it's just like in a little tiny hologram moment in a recruiting video rather and that's what makes han he's like there's just a little moment and han's like oh shoot the empire's here. you know i can sign up whatever but, I mean, it, and as we know, there's a delay scene in, in Solo where Han TIE fighter like spirals out of control and he crashes aboard one of them. So to finally see one in live action, because this was like a concept for like A New Hope, um, to see one, and it, it kind of sucks because the creator of it, Colin Cantwell, he passed away. So to finally see it, I was like so um, uh, invested in what they were doing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a powerful ship. 
where it's like, I, I guess this is the usage of it. I don't know. I get nerdy with this type of stuff. As Ari was saying with the whole like level five level, I was like interested. I'm like, okay, okay. Like, I, I don't know. I like get fixated on stuff like that. But um, it, what a great scene. Um, I thought the, it felt obviously very Star Star Wars. And as you said, when those TIE fighters came like screaming out, I was like, yeah, we're watching the Star Wars show. You just... <laughs> It's not that you need moments like that, but then again, you need moments like that to like get you back yeah. into like that Star Wars. Like, yeah, we had like that Star Wars alien goofy moment, but this was more of like a Star Wars like yeah moment. So that would this was that this uh, scene for me, and um, and I mean, I just love that. One of the things that I always um have hated about Star Wars, it's like mm-hmm. not hated, but it's just a little gripe. I'm like, so because again, I get like I love all this like space stuff, but I'm like. Wait, so if a ship gets caught by a tractor beam, that's it. Like they can't escape it. So I love that Luthen is always prepared. He's prepared whether in his his dialogues, his monologues, his arguments, and yeah, even yeah. even ship. Like he's just combat ready. It's like I just feel like he's just that the guy that like like Inspector Gadget that has every has every tool for anything and everything. Yeah, he's so almost like a dude. The fact that it prepper. played out here. Yeah, exactly. Like he's a dude yeah. they prepper. Like he's he, so ready don't for you, he was don't so you ready ever know that, that person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, oh, man, I could gush about that all day just because I, I love people like him. It's like, yeah, you have <laughs> anything for everything. So, um, and that whole sequence of him shooting back those like little pellets at the at the dish. Oh my god, the sound of the sound design was great. Um, the visuals were great. You yeah. think that this would look fake at all or anything for a show? No, it's so real. Good, it, it's so impressive. I again, not to this Kenobi, but. During that finale, that little chase scene, I'm like, what is uh, this like VR game that I'm watching right now? And this looks so incredibly real. And 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 I just was like in the moment with felt like I was in there with Luth and be like, let's get out of here. So very, yeah. very cool moment. And um, just one of the highlights of the episode for, for sure. And as you said, I didn't even like when the whole laser thing happened, I was so impressed by it. I didn't care that I saw it in the trailers already. Like I was just yeah. like oh my God, that was so cool. Like I didn't watch that trailer yeah. like 80 times, you know, and, and watch that happen. I was like, wow, what a cool moment. And he he didn't even like the way he took out one fighter than the other. Like, oh, that was great. No, so yeah, was a little kid moment for me, but I was just <laughs> gushing. It was eye candy. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's move on to the final scene of the episode, which was my favorite scene and probably one of, one of my favorite scenes in the whole show, but also just like, yeah, the best ending to any episode yet. Um, Cassian gets the call from one of the, or he, he reaches out to someone on Ferex who relays the news that his mother has obviously died. And by the way, the moment he's consuming that information, the uh, people are already talking about this as they should. The performance of Diego Luna was so incredible. Like, I felt like I was riding that wave of emotion with him, you know? Like, it was really fantastic. And then, uh, yeah, that and it was just honestly heartbreaking. But but yeah, the cinematography here was was so beautiful. Some of those wide shots and even the close ups with you know his face and then the the beach and the sun behind him was just flawless. But um, yeah, something I found interesting was Melshi being like, "So it's all good," and Cassian's like, "Yep, yeah, it's it's all good." I was kind of like, "Oh, I would have thought maybe he'd be they'd have a little moment," but I guess not. Cassian's all about business right now. Um, something I was also thinking was, has Cassian told um, Melshi his real name yet? <laughs> because I want to see the moment where he's like, my name's not Keeve or whatever it is that he said. 
it's actually Cassian. I think that would be uh, cool. But something I told you last night, which stood out to me a lot in this scene, was you can really see Cassian's shift in character from the first few episodes to now because the way Melshi is saying, you know, people need to know about this. Like, I, you know, we need to spread the message and, you know, split up. I can totally see Cassian at the start of the series being like, no, it's hope. That's a hopeless fight. No one fights the empire. We're just lucky that we got away type thing. But now he's like, say, yeah, no, you're right. Like we do, we do need to tell people. He doesn't say that, but it's sort of the look, look on his face. Um, so yeah, I love this scene. It was so beautiful. What else was there? Just, oh, the bro hug was, was heartwarming. Like that, that was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, that final shot, obviously people are drawing all sorts of parallels to uh to rogue one and as they should but so beautiful so beautiful um yeah but yeah and and the, think... the way the way he says sorry my last point the way he <laughs> says oh mother tell her tell her that she would have been proud of me as well i like yeah. that is just gut-wrenching really good writing though but yeah and i think uh well i think and as you said that linkage to rogue one of generous being like my father would or your father when he said yeah, when yeah, he yeah. says your father would have been proud of you it's like oh man yeah. So I absolutely love that. But I, I like absolutely love that bro hug because in Star Wars, it's always like until next time or may the force yeah, be with yeah, you. And yeah. it was like, it was just, it felt like a real moment. And I was like, yes, I love this yeah. uh, like genuineness in Star Wars where it's not like, you know, may the force be with you. It's, it's like, it was a proper you know, human embrace, was, you know, exactly. So, um, and this, yeah, the whole visuals at the end here, I'm like, yeah, you know, Niamos has been a vibrant place where we can dance and, and whatever and get caught by scout or um, I'm sorry, uh, shore troopers or whatever yeah. they call us. But, uh, you know, I, this, this whole sequence of him coming back to this is why I think the whole few episodes were very important. You know, it's like we had to have like this connection to to Ferrix and and the characters there, and that one guy that like initially helped out Cassie, and then going back to him and you know Cassie trying to relay that message. I was like, oh man, that sucks because the entire time I'm like, Marva's dead, Cassie, and I wonder who's gonna tell him how he's gonna find out. Yeah. And the way they brought it back, like through that through his initial escape, um, I was like, okay, that's great. So yeah, all I thought this all around uh was really good. And I'm like, it as you said, it like shows you how much Cassian has changed, but it's also like they it's also not to the point where he changes where it's like he becomes because he has his own arc in Rogue One. So it's like they're respecting that by like, oh, he didn't tell uh Melchi about his uh about his mom because it's like mm. you know, he's still very, you know, to himself, lone wolf energy. Where it's like, yeah. you know, and, and I think Marva's death is even going to further that uh, narrative, you know, that pursuit of just him by, being by himself. So, um, yeah, I all the all in all, very good ending, very good mm-hmm. episode, hundred percent. And let's, uh, yeah, let's give the overall ratings and and just briefly say, just just one wild prediction for the next episode and how long we think the episode's going to go for exactly well, how it's going to show up on disney plus we did this for obi-wan and i got it right so i'm going to try two for two the star wars series this year um but yeah you go first okay so runtime is going to be 57 minutes locking in my answer um and one crazy prediction um it's not as before it would be the easy answer would be cameos or something but i think uh i actually think cassie might kill luthan 
I don't know. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Wow. Do I okay. do I really do I really believe in it? No, but I'm gonna throw it out there as a prediction. But you can claim it next week if, <laughs> if I can claim it next week if I'm right. I could yeah. claim it. And wow, overall okay, that, rating, I like that. I like that. You prediction. like that? It's a yeah. it's a crazy prediction. Do I think it's gonna happen? <laughs> Probably not, but it's a prediction. Um yeah. do I and the overall rating for this episode, I would probably go an eight out of ten. An eight out a okay. solid eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say for this episode, nine out of ten. Um, really, really loved it. Um, and what, what, oh yeah. Runtime for next week. I already said this to Mike yesterday, 63 minutes. I'm locking it in. It's going to be the longest episode yet. So yeah, just we'll see next week when it's 63 minutes. Everyone will be, oh, all right. We should just ask you every week. And I'll say, yes, you should. Oh my God. Um, anyway, and my wild prediction, I, I don't know if this is wild, but it's, I said it during the episode that I'll just double down on it. I think Bix is going to kill Dedra. So, okay. Yeah, and I want to correct my. That's what I'm hoping for, almost. <laughs> Very well, and I want to correct my answer. I gave this episode an eight point five, not eight. I don't oh, know why I said eight. It's it's the COVID in me. I'm sorry, y'all, but <laughs> I like that prediction. Eight point five, by the way, for the record, let the record show. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, that's a pretty crazy prediction. And you know what's also crazy is that you can subscribe to this YouTube channel right now for free. Yeah. And also, you, you can. can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure to rate us on those two platforms because. Yeah. It helps us get to more people, and we want more people to join us for the Andor finale. And yeah. also for YouTube, give us a thumbs up because, again, same concept, helps yeah. us get to more people. So please do so. Yeah. We've been enjoying Andor a lot, and, and we've been enjoying it talking to you guys. So we have one episode left of season one of Andor. And, uh, you know, man, it, we're going to have to we're gonna have to take a break for a while talking Andor. So I'm very freaking uh, upset about it like i'm gonna be sad yeah. not having andor so by the way andor standy will be back just he's in another room right now quarantining as well so <laughs> yeah. he'll be back but um sure. ari any last thoughts on uh andor and yeah well i mean just reiterate what you said you guys know how the algorithms work and we'd appreciate you guys helping us out um we, we have i know people might be thinking usually we do the live streams for the finales of these shows but uh two the TBD on that to be decided. TBD. We're not 100% sure yet, depending on a few different things. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned. Obviously, we'll do coverage. Hopefully, not locked in, but we should get Parks on board as well for that as well. So that'll be fun. Um, follow our podcast page at the SW Exchange for all updates uh, regarding our plans. And just, you know, it's just a fun page to follow. So why wouldn't you? Um, right. But also, yeah, follow me at Star Wars underscore Exchange on Instagram. Where can people follow you, Mike? all underscore star wars and um yeah enjoy the thanksgiving holiday that's coming up next week it's oh yeah all americans have fun <laughs> yeah all them, oh yeah that's right sorry i you know yeah. sorry i'm ugh, sorry if you're in america enjoy your thanksgiving holiday but sure. seriously one episode left of andor let's make it good y'all let's make it good yeah things are gonna hit the fan so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes right. and that's it well that's th- thanks for watching and listening <laughs> and all that Appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. May the force be with you. Catch you later. Adios.